Corin. I'm Mark. And welcome back to Locked in the Maze. We're here for episode two of our new season, where we're talking to some more immersive performers about some awesome stuff that they're doing now in lockdown. This week, as we kind of hinted at, well, this week, this time, I guess. <laughs> it's really not weekly. I'm not sticking to a schedule at the minute. It's not happening for me. But you've had so much fun editing this this one. <laughs> she has not. Yeah, no. As we mentioned last time, the thought of editing a conversation with five other people was slightly daunting for me and currently is being still quite daunting for me. <laughs> fine you've not been at all frustrated and you haven't quit from doing it at all no I did not rage quit (laughs) I just left the room it's fine um (laughs) but anyway this week's episode as we mentioned last time I keep saying this week it just feels like I should say that this episode episode two of the season is with the guys from sabotage the dm the waterdeep mole rats who have just finished season two of their awesome live immersive D&D game Black Star Lane and have just started season three Dragon Heist which actually we can't listen to because we're going to be playing Dragon Heist soon <laughs> which is quite funny in our own personal D&D campaign. Personal D&D campaign. Okay that sounded weird but all right <laughs> the D&D campaign that we are part of we're doing something based off the similar story so we Yes, so uh, listen to me nerd out about D&D for 14 hours or whatever it was. (laughs) (laughs) As as Joe says when he explains it, or one of the guys says when they explain it, they sort of say that what they do is immersive storytelling in a fantasy world. Yes, they're playing D&D, but they're professional actors who are brilliant at improv, who are telling a story, but with the elements of... The game of D&D so sometimes there are dice rolls there's a bit of chance um, there's also ways that the audience can influence the story which is really really cool and we're going to talk to them about that in more detail but if you like theatre if you like fantasy if you like fun it's not for me <laughs> never likes fun you should absolutely give those guys a listen and a follow and a follow and subscribe um sabotage the dm on twitch sabotage the dm on youtube Waterdeep mole rats on instagram can't remember what the twitter is but i think i did pretty well with those let's yeah. be honest if you can't find them based on those three pretty, pretty struggling so you'll be fine you need help basically <laughs> maybe this just isn't for you maybe but anyway we've had some really lovely feedback about episode one of this season about Bant's quest so hopefully you guys are going to enjoy this as well as we talk about in the episode loads of these guys have also acted at boomtown have been heavily involved in boomtown so again it's really nice to be able to promote things that the boomtown actors are doing now and other stuff that people are doing and really support the industry so hopefully you guys can get behind that and join in with some of the stuff these guys are doing yep indeed enjoy enjoy So, oh. Rob, <laughs> Area 404, you utter bastard. Um. <laughs> that tormented me for fucking months because I was like, I don't think anyone else would have recognised me on site. Like, I only think it could have been Logan. Like, it, I, I, you know, who else would have known? And I, I'm there like, it's not him. It There's was no way it was a happy him. accident, I think, that I was on the front <laughs> gate at the time, um, With- spotted you from a fucking mile off. And had been given a megaphone, which was one of the stupider things that the people that hired me to do had done. Um, 
And I had just come off the back of a Peaky Blinders gig, so I thought I can try out my new Brummy accent here and scare the shit out of Mark Shepherd that we're always watching. It, was, it worked. It, it was worked. brilliant because the people who I was with, they'd never gone to Area 44, they'd never been to Boontown before. I, I was in Israel for work the week before, so I came back because uh, went you know, because of her shifts and everything. I, you know, I turned up there and was like, "Okay, I brief these guys." Like, weird shit might happen because I feel like people will try and fuck with me and then like walked in that happened and they're all like what the fuck like what and of course someone bought a ticket off the back of it because he was just like what is this weird magical (laughs) insane world fans of the podcast may remember our episode with toby where we talked in a bit of detail about this when toby was just like why do people know you (laughs) what's going on what have i walked into players like you guys should absolutely be rewarded for your effort uh, and if you are willing to invest so much into the world that we create, then you should be valued as highly as, you know, we, the work that we put into it. So 100%. I, I, I wanted you guys to walk in and for like the image of like you're walking into like a fancy bar and you say to your mates like, oh, I know the bouncers. Don't worry, I'll get us in. They're like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, no chance. That <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So 100%. I mean, like you guys have been absolutely amazing and are the best players to have as a performer because you're not just you're not just there for the <laughs> fucking you. like not just the party you're there to to invest in what we've done as well so play and play alike but but also yeah, of course anyway that's the thing that's really interesting after not last year the year before's one that like various actors stand up in boontown storyline were like this was the most fun year because everyone was so much more engaged and then it was kind of like a feedback loop of like everyone got more involved in it and more engaged in it so it just ramped up in levels which was really interesting anyway now we've got that out of the way (laughs) we should probably introduce everybody (laughs) as we mentioned we are here this evening with the guys from sabotage the dm water deep mole rats should we get them all to introduce themselves or should we do i don't know i don't want to say everybody's surname <laughs> wrong like i did last time <laughs> say hi everybody hi everybody <laughs> i think they missed it hi, hi everybody. everybody perfect perfect <laughs> literally nobody said hi liam though so failed at the first hurdle <laughs> i was so tempted i was so <laughs> tempted <laughs> that was one of my absolute favorite bits should we ask maybe joe to give us i know we kind of did a bit of an introduction but Mm. joe do you want to maybe give us a little bit of an introduction to who you guys are and what you're doing or nominate one of the other guys if you want to if you kind of just want to be like the omnipresent god and just tell them what to do oh well no i did no i don't want to do that (laughs) but no i think we've um we're a bunch of bunch of actors and performers immersive performers that kind of decided to come together and do a bit of nerding and sort of play a bit of D&D and share it with the world, really. I think out of boredom, out of hope and wants and dreams to kind of uh, to do something a bit more fun, stupid and out there. Especially it was like a lot of us work at, say, we work with Boomtown and we, we love playing with people. We love all that kind of stuff. And then it was like, how do we get the time to kind of play with each other? Um, Sorry. Perfect. <laughs> I literally, as I said, I was like, there's literally one person's going to do this and I know who it's going to be. All <laughs> right. All right. Red, um, <laughs> so it was just sort of like, how do we kind of like have, have some fun? And, and I think, yeah, I think I turned, I think I started doing a game with Dan and Rob 
beforehand and it was just like oh well, let's just fucking do something different and see what happens really so yeah so that's kind of us i think and i think we're on our third season now mm, yeah just about to start your third season yeah well actually probably when this goes out you will have just started your third season oh yeah exactly so it's going to be sort of an interest it's been an interesting journey of like what nine months nine months nine months yeah nine months that's like Something a like child that. that's you could literally you just stated a child in that time i know right it feels like a child <laughs> like, literally every single second of our day seems to be focused on it it's ridiculous yeah great yeah. parenting that's what we are. <laughs> that's what it is so do you guys want to just really quickly go around and introduce yourself so joe i've already made you talk a little bit but quick two second introduction I wish I'd sat here and actually thought of like funny introductions like Rob did with the Baxter Buckle, right? <laughs> if anyone watched that, but I'm not, I'm not, not that, that quick witted. No, no, sadly not. That wasn't quick wit, by the way. That was hours of, of planning. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Right <laughs> <for> <laughs> Behind the curtains ruined the magic. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm Joe Thorpe, I'm co artistic director of Dank Parish. So we also directed stuff and the theatrical stuff at paradise heights for boomtown and i'm the dm for sabotage dm yay you next rob hello uh i'm rob thompson (laughs) i'm a actor performer spoken word artist guinness drinker and uh prolific cap wearer (laughs) yeah definitely prolific Mm. cap wearer i also said the other day you're the sean bean of of sabotage the dm (laughs) because you just seem to die every available opportunity yeah i know i just make bad decisions <laughs> including in our bands quest game with that oh yeah should i well we I killed you at the one? beginning what the yeah fuck, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well they they wanted they wanted their nightclub of their dreams to be area 404 no, and they yeah. rolled they they critted their uh, their dramatic entrance and knowing that it mark was basically playing Mark Jefford and so I was like well this is definitely something that Mark Jefford is going to want to have because he spoke about it in the intro so yeah they arrived on a big Mad Max uh, lorry and impaled you against the wall as they jumped off. It's really sweet guys thanks for having me on. Yeah no no hard feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway (laughs) moving down Gabby. Hi I'm Gabrielle McPherson or Gabby. I am an actor and writer and um um i rebuilt to edit out all the ums i'm really yeah like, i edit out so so many ums honestly <laughs> you have no idea you can leave this bit in i don't mind <laughs> or she'll edit them all back into and the i'll just do like just one be, um, like um, 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 20 20 second um cut <laughs> yes nice i first went to boomtown in 2019 and have worked with everybody here since then and a bit before that and um probably the most uh i have the least experience out of everybody playing D. so Aww. i always worry about getting things wrong but actually i realize you can't you just have to go but you just on. have this natural ability to describe killing things <laughs> yeah i think that might be the the hours of um killing things <laughs> oh no i can't mention that publicly <laughs> sorry i'll edit <laughs> that out just the hours of commitment i've put into being a true crime nerd the podcast oh. documentaries, torturing myself at 2am with crime scene pictures. Oh, it's nice. I am, I am so there. I'm oh like, my gosh. Yes. Obviously, like it's weird. It's so weird. People find it weird. My parents find it weird or my mates find it weird, but I can't stop. No, it's not weird. 
it's perfectly normal. You're not yeah. alone. Thank you. Thank God. Thank God I found you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you. you. Anyway, m- moving on swiftly. Uh, <laughs> Evie. Hello, I'm Evie James. I'm an actor, a singer, a soon-to-be director at one point, hopefully, this year. But we'll get on to that later if we want to talk about that. Uh, I also did Boomtown in 2019 with Gavs. That was my first. Global Warmington. Which is super weird because I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure I had a photo. I was like, yeah, no, I had a photo with Evie. I had no idea. (laughs) And you realised that about two or three weeks back. And I was like, oh, that's why I reckon it's so good. It's so good to look back at those. So, I because I made a, an Instagram for Global because that was mm. kind of her thing. And uh, and yeah, when you sent me that, I was just like, yes, Margaret, so exciting. And looking back is great at all the all the selfies, all the photos I made people take of her. It was yeah, it was really <laughs> fun. It was really good. Amazing. Um, and finally, a guy we already know, Dan. Oh, he's still here. Hi, Liam. <laughs> there we go. He's got it now. It's fine. Yay! I'm a, I'm a second take kind of actor. Um, yeah. So I'm so I'm Dan. I'm an actor, performer, and a fight director, and a, a veteran of this podcast. I've been on 100% of the episodes in this series so far. <laughs> We're gonna have to just get you back for like ten seconds at the end of every other one, just so yeah, you can yeah. be like, "I'm still here," or a guest who doesn't know the people on it at all. So Dan's like someone who turns up, like he's raiding a a, a Zoom call, <laughs> <laughs> like crashing a party. It's like, hi. Or I could just make you a positivity soundboard, and just every so often you could just put, "Ah, oh, yeah," or "Awesome," or like, and you just have a little soundboard that whenever you guys want, you can just play a little. Honestly, bit of I need to actually make that just Dan being like, "Yeah." <laughs> just for my Amazing. daily life just carry it around with me whenever i need a little bit of happiness just done be like, your really your message like, tone yeah that <laughs> that's not at all creepy like in the middle of the night you're just gonna hear like <laughs> yeah <laughs> whispering out of the phone or some weird like creepy yeah not, oh, not at all terrifying me. okay number one don't sound like that uh number two <laughs> we can do the voice modifiers it's fine <laughs> Number two, who leaves Nobody their phone on loud at two in the morning? AM, Dan. <laughs> that would be me. Exactly. So who's creepy? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! He's got a live that's link right. into your bedroom. He likes to listen me to me and song. Santa. Love. Oh, it. that's you. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting weird. He already. sees you when you're sleeping. <laughs> oh. He knows when you're awake. <laughs> oh, God. No, 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 stop. <laughs> yeah, let's let's Safe word. So just to bring this maybe back on track a tiny bit, Joe, you mentioned a little bit kind of where like the idea for doing this came from. Gabby, you said you're the least experienced D player in the group. So I kind of want to know a little bit about your guys' history with D. Like, have you all played it before? Was this the first time you played it? Did Joe ring you up and were like, I want to do this live stream D thing? And you were like, What what now? Huh? I don't know who wants to jump in first there. I could jump in. I uh, had heard of D&D because I'm a, a huge Simpsons fan and um, and also Family Guy fan. And they talk about the glat- gelatinous cube. Gelatinous, gelatinous cube. Gelatinous cube. Yeah. Gelatinous cube. <laughs> and um, so I was like, what's that from? What's that from? And then I asked Rob and he obviously explained. And then I started watching Stranger Things and binged all of the episodes last Christmas. Not the one just been, nice. the one before. So then I was like, oh my gosh, this looks so cool. And then when... Um, Joe started playing with Rob and Dan, and then a, a we literally just started. We just started a meeting, and then you just got crashed it, and was like, "Oh, here he is." 
just wormed your way in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just totally wormed my way in. Yeah. Probably without invitation, actually. <laughs> just told them I wanted to play. I don't know if, even know if I was asked. I was like, can I play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't even know them well, beforehand. Well. You just turned up out of the blue. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Same at Boomtown. I just rocked up. <laughs> just turned up at the gates like, hello. Oh, let me in. Just like that. <laughs> just turned up at one of my rehearsals one day and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the team. Yeah, no, I've been you in know? for ages. Don't you remember yeah. who I am? Like, what? They always say, don't they? If you just like dress the part and act like you're supposed to be there, people won't question you. Yeah. Or my first heart surgery that way. Yep. <laughs> I've I've never done that. I've never. <laughs> How did it go? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good for me. Bad for the. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got to see a heart. Yeah, it's so great. Cool. <laughs> I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned I'm not a very good surgeon. I learned that blood can go really high. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Rob, what about your history with D&D? Um, I was asked by Joe in, do you remember the first lockdown, guys? Cast your mind back to when it, we all thought it was going to be three weeks and we were all drinking heavily and and, and smoking <laughs> 20 fags a day and, you know, being like, this is, we're all going to blow over. This is a little holiday. Uh, Joe contacted me and said, do you want to play D&D? I never played it before. I had thought I thought it was something very different to how I, I look at it now, probably because the whole preconception of it is more skewed to what it might have been 50 years ago. It's gone so mainstream now that actually it's really accessible. But yeah, so I haven't been playing long, nine months, but it lends itself so well to the kind of work that we do anyway, because it's so role play and improvisation heavy. Yeah, no, I know and, you were saying that, weren't you? Yeah, and it's, it's a thing I was kind of like, the way that I've told people about this is it's a bunch of immersive actors who are just keeping themselves going with doing, you know, keep, keeping your um, craft. That's how I think how we I described, like, I think we described like Boomtown and the sort of immersive aspect of Boomtown a bit like playing a big game of oh, it's, it, Yeah, it's totally LARP. It's, but it's because it's Without Boomtown, it's cool. Mm. Like, but if you're out in a field with foam swords, everyone's like, mm. I mean, that was why I was down for it is because it was the closest thing to creativity that or to performing that I had at that time. Having no jobs or kind of sight of any jobs coming, it was a real nice release to be able to just have a, a tell a story with my friends. And now yeah, I yeah. went, and now I've gone really deep into that rabbit hole and have DM'd my first one shot and no stupid amounts of information that is taking up far too much of my brain <laughs> you wonder what else has got pushed out because of the stuff you so now know much. yeah heart surgeries um, <laughs> i could have been a surgeon yeah social skills that's left <laughs> that's completely yeah. those these days Jesus. what about you dan have you are you a dnd veteran or is this all new to you um so when i first like when I first moved southeast, uh, Joe was like, "Oh, this is great. We can do a, uh, we can maybe do a D and D campaign." And that was like the October uh, before. Do you not remember this? No, I do remember this. It just feels as if I'm like sort of the dealer of D and D. You definitely are. You were like, "Just try a little bit, guys. Just try. I'll yeah. give you a free sample." He's the gateway drug to little, D &D. little pusher. Little, just have a little go. Here's here's a dice. Here's another dice. Ever seen a D four before? Ooh. <laughs> were you aware that dice didn't have to have six sides? Did you know? <gasps> Roll a wisdom save, Dan. <laughs> and, and now, how many different colours of dice do you own? 
Uh, three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're in, you're in. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Um, but I, yeah, we, we had this idea of playing and I'd wanted to play for a while and wanted to do like the improvisational aspect of it and realized that I've, you know, played a lot of D&D type games in the past on like the computer and stuff. And literally, I think Joe was the first person I contacted after that first prime minister announcement of lockdown. I think about seven minutes after lockdown was announced, <laughs> I messaged Joe and was like, do you want to start that campaign now? Because one thing that we have, not, I don't think any of us have been rich in is time. Mm. And all of a sudden we're now incredibly time rich. And yeah, like Rob said, filled a gap with creativity, filled a gap with like a nice supportive space where you can see your mates. You know, I got, I, I like Rob fell down a, a massive rabbit hole of videos and podcasts like there was one podcast that I got so obsessed with it essentially replaced silence for about six months you know <laughs> I I was but but I needed something to replace silence because uh. lockdown one was really hard mm. so yeah it was I've I'd never played before and now I'm I feel like I've yeah I feel like I've, I do this like more than I do anything else at the moment and it's I'm okay with that I like that and Evie what about you so I'd only played like a little bit of D&D before uh, with my friend oh, Alex okay. Bell. Yeah, a little bit. So I had a bit of experience and then had done quite a few sort of one-shot games using Roll20 and I just really enjoyed it. And I think it was Dan who actually messaged being like, hey, you've done D&D, want to start a D&D campaign? And again, it was that thing of like, well, let me just check my schedule. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounds really fun. And it's become something that, I didn't expect it to, which has been a pleasant surprise. Like the amount of love we genuinely have doing it and, and the creativity and like the camaraderie and like building a community and all that kind of stuff. It has just been so, so fun. I think I can speak on behalf of all of us when I say we look forward to Mondays. More Rats Mondays is like, yeah. Yeah, well, it's nice when your characters stay alive for a long time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Just be, just be nice if you can make one that didn't get killed, really, wouldn't it, Rob? <laughs> Guess so. It's my fault. You're right. It's all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was more it's pointing definitely my at fault. Joe, not at you, really. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely me. It's definitely my fault. It's just like, oh, what will make good story? I know I will get rid of the cutest, most loveliest, most gorgeous character in the entire thing. And I'll first make them fall from a tree and die in their imagination. And then I'll kill them off for real. Yeah. Like a good six months later, just when it's getting good, you know. <laughs> and, and a full two weeks after he'd thrown himself out of a tower. Oh, yeah. And then I'll kill his replacement. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't kill I didn't kill Alba, but it was it was good style. It was good story though. I was gonna say that's the thing. It's like it's what makes a good engaging story. It's not necessarily that you hate Rob. It's just <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a happy coincidence. It's just you know exactly it's a happy accident. That, that's the thing. Is like going on that that note about the, the characters dying. It, it makes really good story because you know you get that. You know, you can't have the party that always, no no one ever dies. It's always really boring. It, it has to happen at some point. I've definitely taken some huge inspiration from the way you've played your characters, from the way that I've not played my characters, because I've definitely gone, yeah, if I do that, I'd probably die. Whereas, like, from from the whole tongue arc and stuff like that, it's, it's kind of like, no, do what the character would do and take it to the hilt like you know you've got to you've got to play your character like that which is why i've been uh, certain, i've taken a lot of inspiration from watching you guys play into my own campaign 
building characters better as well as like taking them trying to, to kill them yeah <laughs> i mean it's really hard with a barbarian to kill yourself though like but it's it not really, impossible really but it is quite difficult. stupid though mm. that's the best kind of barbarian in my opinion <laughs> it's right i've been starting to work on my next new character which is a charisma heavy not dex heavy rogue uh, my dm's like why is it not dex i'm like so I'm going to be really charismatic. Yeah, I really that's... want to just, I'm just going to verbally abuse my way through this campaign, uh, especially when it's uh, when he has luck points as well, which... Um... You will die quickly, Mark, but you will die. Yeah, no, I probably will. I probably will. <laughs> Alex is not above killing you. It's fine. Yeah. There is, there is something about like risks and like having some sort of threat. Because I think we were talking of when we did the first season of more rats and we were doing like the kids with their imagination. Mm. And then we spoke to everybody and we were like, you know what, there's, there's just no stakes in this because if they die, this, they don't really die. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then it was that, and I already said to the guys, I'm not willing to kill any children on the, on the stream. Oh, but dogs so, are okay then. Oh, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. And there is a reason for this as well, actually. I'm going to do this. I'm going to talk about dogs <laughs> later. Um, but like, so it was like, this isn't going to work. It's like, it doesn't feel like we've got something. So we were like, okay, right. So we abandoned the original idea, um, which was to run Yawning Portal. And we were like, right, okay, let's focus on the school. Let's focus on this danger school and then see what happens when we get them out in the streets and we'll figure it out from there. Mm. And the moment we moved on to Blackstar, the whole tone shifted um, and actually it became quite terrifying. And I think <laughs> having that first moment of tongue jumping out of the window, there was actually a real moment of, oh, actually, oh, if he, if he does die, like he's dead, dead. Yeah, yeah. Style though, go out in style. Yeah, there's a, there's a thing though. I, I can't remember who I was talking to about it, but thing about playing your character. Some sometimes, like I do things that make, or Oshi does things that makes my skin crawl. Yeah, yeah. and she like takes yeah. herself out of situations. Yeah, <laughs> and she does really selfish things, and I think I, I have to push myself to say it and do it. And I, I know mm. in the first couple, like the f first few times. I'd be like, oh, and Joe would say, what would Oshie do? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I've got to do this. I'm going to open this tomb of these wonderful dwarf gods. And who knows what happens, but I want gold, you know? And it's really hard to, sometimes it's yeah, hard yeah. to push through what I want to do as Gabby to be like, what would Oshie do? But it does make a better story and you can't flip-flop on that to suddenly be like, oh, no, she's cool. She's going to hug everyone or, you know, whatever. That's the really interesting thing is being someone who's played D&D &D quite a bit, watching people who are, actors like you guys are who maybe aren't as sort of experienced with D&D &D, but are very very good at embodying characters and improv mm. and that sort of world like Mark said it's really inspirational for us to kind of see that because it's like oh this is like a whole sort of different way of looking at this game and it's really really interesting and like kind of makes it a little bit new again like one of the things I love about D&D &D is that you can make it so different like there's so many ways you can play it there's so many characters you can do there's so many different levels of campaign and intensity and whatever but it's really cool watching you guys do it because it's just i think i said before it's like it's really good dnd really good acting because quite often you know in in other games and stuff like that you get a lot of people doing like well oh, i don't know what my character would do whatever and then you guys seem to know your characters and you already know their their direction they're going and their intentions and stuff like that it's 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 really good it's really well put together in in that sense it, you know our game i know there are a lot of newer players and stuff like that there's so many 
oh, don't know what to do, you know, a lot, lots of thinking and stuff like that. And uh, no one seems to really think what their character would do. And I'm trying to introduce that and push that of like, my barbarian's quite stupid. He's quite impatient. Fuck it. We're going to hit the box with it. You're like, people are taking too long to make decisions. I'm going to start hitting the box with Scorched my ass. Oh, that's a great that we, that's, that's, I think that's exactly what you need to be doing. We had a, in our other campaign, we have a player who, Joe um, interviewed for the saboteurs and he, it was a very chaotic character named Polly who would say, uh, who gave us um, in a meta sense said, when Polly starts counting to five, uh, if she gets to five, she's going to do something chaotic. And so it would force <laughs> us to, and, and it would happen so frequently in situations where we were like, we're going to get fucked right now if, if this goes wrong or if Polly speaks and Polly would just go one, two. To, yeah, 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 I'll start yeah, scrambling yeah. around, going, uh, "No, okay, uh, we, we, I do this, I do this instead." So yeah, hit boxes, jump out windows, be super. <laughs> People yeah. will catch it on quick. I mean, ultimately, you're like something that I mean, we tried to get rid of is this idea of characters and numbers, and like, I yeah, just that's the least important thing. If you watch the first like half of season two, we roll maybe twice. Yeah, yeah, and it's like with your characters are way more than what's on the paper yeah. um and also i think we help because we use the commoner stats which is just like you are nothing <laughs> you yeah. are no point nothing special uh... you're rubbish you're everything and so event that we could really focus on the story and really focus on playing mm. and i think if you if if so some people they struggle with the numbers and some people struggle with the role play and i think it's pulling into your strengths and, and going into your strengths and really enjoying that kind of like, okay, what, how can I play? What's the best play that I can play? And that's something that we've taken from our immersive worlds. Of mm. like, how do you make something playable for as many people as possible? Well, like, uh, Mark, you were saying then about like, about us, like, you know, knowing the character and, 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 and knowing what, uh, knowing what we want and everything like that. And I, I feel like that's only half of it. Like I, we, I, we've talked about this on other campaigns and like, what the character backstory you do is kind of like who you were before session zero. And then that can completely deviate and change from that moment. Like I write a backstory and then I grow, almost grow out of it almost immediately and hold on to it, but, but then see what happens in the group. And I think the, you know, the boomtown element or the immersive element is uh, a factor in that because you go, okay, this is where we were and this is where we wanted to go to, but this is what's happening right now. And, and that might be 40 people come into your venue and suddenly everything's got to fundamentally change. <laughs> and so with with this group, it's it's very much a case of like, I'm going to make an offer and like try something or say something and someone's going to pick the yeah, ball yeah, up yeah. or someone's going to like move and shake and change with it. And you make and then you make these discoveries about characters. Oh, I didn't like that. Or, oh, I oh, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that that moment. And yeah, we I mean, there's a there's another campaign that uh, myself, Joe and Rob are on at the moment where there's like three very strong storylines that are happening, which is nothing to do with the source book and things that have completely come out of happenstance mm. and, um, and and random encounter. And it's it's really lovely to go in with that chaos and fearlessness of, OK, I'm not going to overstep here by saying a thing because someone's going to react to it. And then when we start playing in those really deep waters, those like deep kind of scary waters, it's kind of fun because we're yeah, in yeah. fantasy. I mean, we had a similar similar moment at Boomtown 
um, when we did the last year of Mayfair, uh, and we were running the bank, and the bank was, who was, uh, it was, it was a whole other level that was, um, yeah. but different year we're just yeah we'll pass on that one but essentially we got we got broken into in the middle of the night and they completely trashed the the bank totally fucked it over oh shit i didn't and know we were like so we were like okay right what do we do what do we do and we were all kind of panicking it's like two in the morning it's stolen been, all of the boomtown dollar we've been out all night um no. said, no, they, didn't, they didn't get to the dollar they didn't get to the dollar They're that not. was the thing that no. was the funny thing no so what we decided to do was me and my, and my other director, Natalie, she turned around and said, right, okay, let's close the bank in the morning. We'll say we've gone bust. We'll throw all the bankers out on no the street. Way. Make them beg for it so that the audience can have a revenge for the part of it. Then we'll get Bang High to come and buy the bank and bail them out so that they then have control of it and then we'll just screw the audience over even harder. And then we're like, perfect, let's do that. Oh my God. So Holy, I had no idea. <laughs> like the way that that so, weekend went and like everything was closed down like literally sunday morning like the fucking doors are shut like there's like notices up being like closed down whatever holy shit i had no idea that's insane <laughs> yeah, so so we decided to kind of roll it and it's that's it is that thing of it's the spiral campaign idea of like it's all focused on what the players do yeah, yeah and yeah. And in Boomtown, you have no idea what they're going to do. So you just have to kind of figure out what well, it you is. You can kind of reckon that someone's going to try and rob any sort of bank. That's always a guarantee. <laughs> yeah, that's happened two years in a row then. Because I, I know think that I, happens I every heard... year. It must do. Because yeah. we, we But the other prepared. ones, they, they usually happen. But they usually happen in like some sort of ordered fashion mm. during opening hours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know actually I mean? sort of role-playing robbing rather than actually just robbing it in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, because I remember being in the bank in 2019 when a bunch of people literally came in and held up the place and like ran out with like a whole load of money. Mm-hmm. I was like, so okay, this planned? Like, who knows? <laughs> and it's always that moment of after just getting another set of money out and going like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like done. It's just paper, guys. It's just paper. <laughs> we still have so much of it in our house, honestly. <laughs> Oh man, I did a did a clear out of my studio and it was literally just piles of the stuff. It was like stuffed in bags or amazing. Like up the in weird a corner thing is, somewhere. The first year I was there, like I, I had a an, an amount and it was crazy how people would just do like again, we're not, let's not talk too much about what happened in the bank, but it's amazing what people would do for for bits of paper. That's what I couldn't believe like when I'd be working with Dan beforehand in rehearsals on with Joe. And we'd be coming up with games and scenarios and things we can talk like play with with audience. And you know, I would overthink it, overthink it. And then within the first 20 minutes, you're like, oh no, you it's cool. They're after the money. They like licking my Doc Martins. I was like, please don't do that. <laughs> no, no, give me no 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 no. Stand away from me. I was like, I just need to be horrible to you. Get away from me and I'll give you money. Like, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, last year I had to, I genuinely spent 20 minutes picking rubbish up off the floor. Oh, no, not last year. year. Jesus Christ. The last time I was at Boomtown, I'd spent 20 minutes literally picking rubbish up off the floor to make a necklace with to give to somebody. And, you know, you have those moments afterwards. It's literally only now that I'm going... I was picking rubbish off the floor at Boomtown. (laughs) Pay good money for it, though. (laughs) 
but that but that's that thing in you know embracing the chaos yeah i i, I had a group of a, a quick game that i used to play with people is do like a relay race with some of the money and just say you've just got to hold the money run to that bit and come back and it's like if i got swamped i would just play that as yeah, like a simple yeah. thing and uh and then just as they're about to to run i'd be like no 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 hands so they put it in their mouths like this far away and we were just finishing off we were just closing uh, like i was the last one out there and they and we had three lads come up and going like yeah we want some money we want some money what do we do some money i'm like yeah, yeah we'll play this game but go and find a friend so we can play it properly and they were like looked around they were like no i don't want to do that Lalissa. and i was like okay cool we're gonna play this game with all three of you then and like and, and so did it and they and i was like right you've got to do, go run to there come back no hands and they literally just linked arms like this like phalanx oh and like and and, and bit down on this thing and they ran and their limbs were going it looked like they were furiously <laughs> making out all together like uh, yeah. but they were they Massive could not have been more committed <laughs> I, I, and i was there for it man like i was like yeah why not like go, like get involved like you guys are you guys are just you've you've not you've you're not thinking about oh i feel a bit silly or i'm not sure and we've gone okay this is what we normally do but Let's see yeah, what happens yeah. if we do this. And, and it's quite interesting as well. I think it, it shows how um, how homogenous a group you are in the sense that someone can can do that. Because in my group, I'd be like, I totally know what we need to do here, but my character is too stupid to to know it, so I can't do it. Aww. I'm actually not going to play a stupid character in the next campaign because I, I just sit there and I'm like, I want to talk about it and like not over-explain it. And it's quite, yeah, it, it certainly is. You, you, you hit on a really good point of that, you know, you can just like start something off and someone else will pick it up and they'll just roll with it. I think that is uh, one of the benefits of your training. It makes really good D&D to watch. Like I, I sit there going, oh, none of this really good stuff happens in my D&D campaign. And I'm like, I'm sure it does, Mark. I'm, I'm sure, sure. <laughs> it happen in it. Yeah, I, man. I think it's difficult to compare. I mean, I stole an ox. Um, <laughs> Exactly. He's, and stole, then... he's stolen. So the the guy who ran the like the the store in the town had an ox called what was the ox actually called? Oh, Vincent. And we'd um we'd had to borrow the ox to pull a cart to go and do a quest, and then we took the ox back, and then we nearly lost him, the ox. We nearly the lost the ox. Yeah. The ox nearly died as well. Um, but we got the ox back, and then he decides he's going to go and nick the ox in the middle of the night, and he's there like trying to unchain the ox from outside his place. And then like failed his sleight of hand or stealth or whatever it was. And uh, the guy wakes up and he's like, who's out there? And him and his infinite wisdom goes, it's a ghost. Fuck off. <laughs> and absolutely nails the intimidation role. <laughs> and so the guy's like, Amazing. oh my God, there's a ghost outside. <laughs> and of course, like the next day we go to go visit him and he's shit scared. He's uh, like hiding in the back, like there's a ghost outside, there's still ghosts out there. <laughs> Like there's been more security around the shop, everything. Uh, we then used a disguise kit on the ox, uh, which then basically resulted <laughs> in the, the player token in, uh, it, it, like, it's not Roll20 we use, but it's something similar, just a, it's an ox with a pair of sunglasses. Uh, and then we took this ox away and then basically like, you know. We renamed it Mincent yeah. rather than Vincent. And amazing yeah you can see this is incredible <laughs> this is this is brilliant and and these are the moments like this is you know it was really weird like not being part of the stream for the last two weeks but watching these guys like do anything <laughs> but the missions <laughs> exhausting uh, this is the the sort of well, one shot two shot well that rob was dming called booking baxter back all right uh which you guys can watch on youtube if you want to um which was hilarious 
bordering on the lines of the terms of service of uh, of Twitch at times, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Yep. Uh, that's the way I like it. Bordering on lines. Also, <laughs> also he spent like most of the last week just occasionally going. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just walking around the house like not even trying to do it just not without even thinking about it just creepily just going <laughs> that should be your message tone imagine that playing in the middle that's of the night while you're asleep that's really terrifying god <laughs> um, talking about like interactivity at boomtown and and sort of interactivity in this you guys have really tried to push the interactive element of your stream. I know we've already mentioned about creating a community and that, and um, do you want to talk a bit about like how you guys are trying to make, rather than you guys just having your D&D session that people are watching, you're really trying to engage with your audience and give them the opportunity to like influence what you're doing a little bit, which I think is really, really, really cool. And, and they also get to feel like a part of it because they've, you know. Messed with you. It's not just sitting watching the TV series, you're getting that feedback as well. Yeah, I think um, it's it's just using the sabotage bomb. I mean, even if you just look at the idea of sabotage the DM, and we were sat there like, you know, like all of our shows are about people getting involved. Everything we do in Immersive Fear mm. is about people getting involved. And again, Nat 20, Natalie, my my partner, she was... <laughs> Everybody she was, loves it. <laughs> she was literally just like, how can somebody else screw you over, Joe? Just give them another opportunity to screw you over. I see you have a loving and... relationship as well. <laughs> so it's like, how do they become sabotage? How do they become saboteurs of the game? And it was like, right, cool. Let's just do these points. They cost nothing to anyone. And that was something that me and Dan, especially, I think we had a chat about it way before. We were like, it has to not, it, it must not cost anything to do it. Because you need to be able to have fun with it whether you want to sub or if you just want to follow and it was like using these points meant that it can absolute chaos can reign and it's like <laughs> these guys can become real real heroes uh and and the, the audience can feel like heroes that like they've done something good it also meant that i could just be a bastard to everybody including the chat and start like just having a go at the viewers so that they would use disadvantage on me you know more... <laughs> You almost became a bit of a pantomime villain. I really enjoy it. <laughs> which is why, which is why, which is why I hate dogs. I don't hate dogs, but like, <laughs> because it was just, it's the Guy Ritchie theory, isn't it? It's like you can have the greatest murderer. Somebody could beat anybody up. You could be violence all over the place. But the second that somebody like kicks a dog, they are the <laughs> ultimate villain. And so it was like, right, okay, how do I play with this idea that will play on the heartstrings of lots of people? <laughs> Uh, which is dogs. Like if, <laughs> if a dog a dog dies because of um, you know a succubus, but then comes back to life, it's like oh, amazing moment, you know. And it's it, that's why I think I play with with with, with dogs. Poor Henry. Oh, God, <laughs> so I what what Henry. you're saying is you, you actually hate dogs? Oh, I love them. I love dogs. <laughs> I Lots, absolutely adore them. them. But literally, I I finished. It's like doing a character, and you literally. I said to these guys, and like, I'm just like, I hate, I hate myself when I'm Alphonse. I absolutely hate myself so much, and it's that kind of thing of playing all of these horrible people. <laughs> mm. It's just like. Well, <laughs> I, I do enjoy you talking about that after the stream. You're like, oh, yeah, no, he's such a bastard. I'm like, you're, you're doing that. Like, it's, it's that beautiful moment where uh, there, was a, there was a moment in the shop where, like, 
one one of the NPCs was intimidating one of the other NPCs, and Evie tried to intervene. And, and, Joe, and Joe was like, I'm not talking to you right now, Baggy. And, and I swear to God, under my breath, I was like, I'm talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I was about to say, that's, that's one of the other things as well. Like, it's um, there's there's a couple of moments in this where we're talking about the you know, how involved you get into it and stuff like that. And the, the emotional part of it is like, I am not in a very emotionally, I'm pretty like emotionally stable, uh, like most of the time person. Yeah. Oh, what's that like? That sounds so relaxing. <laughs> yeah. No it's, it's like, nah, it's just middle of the line most of the time. But it, but it's like, I don't, I don't normally get emotional reactions to things to that's like. Such an emotionally, that's, that's such a great way of saying it. I'm not really like uh, emotionally heightened being like, what's it like? <laughs> it's meh. what he means is he doesn't normally outwardly express his emotions or that like whereas i can read a sentence see a photo watch something on tv and be fucking bawling for 15 minutes he'll just be stood there like what's wrong with you do you want a cup of tea (laughs) (laughs) do you want some chocolate that normally stops the crying usually But yeah, Corey, carry on. So, You're so, not emotional. Um, and that's one of those things like they're watching. Uh, unfortunately, I'd accidentally spoiled myself by coming along and saying hi at the start of the shows. Uh, and I, I knew Tunk had died. I think that probably made it worse. But like that bit, that, that whole scene, the whole build up to it, the whole cinematic, like, uh, I think that's the other thing as well, compliment towards you, Joe, is, is the, you get the camera angles of things happening and it helps you visualise it in the, in the show. And it's quite interesting, kind of like, I knew what was happening. I knew what was going to happen. And just like watching it like all unfold was like that and pretty much everyone being in tears I think at that point where it all happened it's just like I don't think you get as much emotional involvement well I don't get as much emotional involvement in tv programs and stuff like that but with this it it was so much so much more it's quite a interesting experience I want to say thank you for that actually thank you Mark that was really lovely and I think it was yeah Tonk's death was a really interesting one and I think me and I mean it wasn't really a plan to kill Tunk and then the fight happened and we had and essentially what happened is that you Robert said at the decided... start of the episode I'm not going to kill Tunk and by the end I was dead <laughs> <laughs> sounds like some forethought to me yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I don't think I actually said that but I didn't kill Tunk and this is what's really, really important so yeah. Tunk firstly Rob decided that he was going to go down and talk to the Blades Mm. and throw out that kind of that's it done but it was really important i was sitting on this piece of information about tunk's parents for about 12 weeks mm. so right from the beginning of this of the first season um and then it came out rob decided to go down to the blades and do the whole i'm not going to do anything yeah. you tell me to do anymore so i was like right there has to be retribution there has to be consequences to this so he had the fight he got stabbed and then me and rob spoke afterwards and we were like look this is the deal we're going to do half the episode of you getting through the afterlife or trying to stay alive. And the other half will be the guys doing something. And the idea is if they do something positive, yeah, yeah, then yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll pick up. And so it was like, we just need to play and see what happens from there. And then asking the stream as well, without any warning of like who has said Tunk live or yeah, yeah, yeah. long live Tunk. And then that would add it together. So the dice just said no. 
yeah yeah and that's you know and also but it was interesting moment i think after the stream rob was talking about what's it you said rob about like if they fall they're a hero if they i can't remember how you put it now um is that if if tunk fell that he was being a hero but if he stood up he was also being a hero and it sort of like became a win-win almost to die or not to die mm. and it then polarized the whole street it was it was a necessary death for sure I also think it was important because I know I said that Joe said I wasn't going to die and then did die. Um, but we had we had <laughs> spoken um, and I didn't necessarily know that it was going to happen. But I think as it was leading up to it, I thought this is definitely the best thing for the story, hmm. for the street. It makes sense. And what I do love about this game especially is that you can do all the role play in the world but it does come down to the dice at the end of it. And that's what surprises yeah, you. Yeah, this is what 100%. Hmm. And we said this about um, the mechanics behind Bant's Quest as well, um, that, you know, obviously you guys have already said that, you know, the first three weeks you only really rolled two or three dice, but it's really nice to have that element of the background of the game of D&D as well, because it creates, rather than just you guys role-playing together, it creates that element that you don't know what's going to happen. Like you could set hmm. something up, so perfectly and then your dice roll goes wrong and then you've got to think on your feet again and do it the other way around and it's really nice to have that sort of basic element to it to create that kind of little bit of chaos and then now where you can have your audience influence those decisions as well a little bit that's really 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 interesting yeah because I, I love it when this especially something like we're about to do something and say baggy gets an advantage and it's just sort of suddenly it's just like come on Come on. <laughs> yeah. it's that second chance because it's interesting there is always i think whenever you do a dice roll of course there's something you would prefer there's mm. always going to be something that you want from it yeah and then when it isn't i guess it's about making it make sense really and how it fits in and what how what your character is going to work with that and so yeah it's all it's it's such it's such a curveball but it's so it's also so exciting to be able to have the audience chucking stuff for us to help us out or not yeah 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 it's I so think, playful i think while we're talking about stuff that happened on the stream i think i have to talk about um oshi and the poison <laughs> in terms of i really wanted to i really wanted to talk about like oshi killing things anyway but oshi and the poison yes. and just all of your reactions to oshi and the poison like um gabby i don't know if you want to explain a little bit if people make like i hope i'm gonna do a spoiler warning yeah, we for this section anyway warning. but like if you want to explain slightly what i'm talking about um, so we were we were at the docks and we were at a, a warehouse and Arbor was there with um, somebody from his. I'm going to make team. you wind back because you need to tell people about oh. how you how you tested that how poison. I, oh, how I tested in it in the bar. You basically went to a bar. Oh, and... oh my gosh! Yeah, okay. There was a, yeah. Just... I was gonna maybe do a scene with her killing loads of like bowls and stouts, and we thought leave the animals out of it. So we <laughs> went the dogs again. So we got uh, Oshi went to the apothecary. Is that what you call it? Like I think, the, I think the it was. Yeah, yeah, it was the and and she managed to get some poison and just you know it's Oshi. She was bantering around having an afternoon to herself, and then she tested it out in the bar. So she put a little bit in. She thought she was going to put a little bit in somebody's drink. The dice roll controlled the fact that actually more went into the drink than she had wanted to, and so this person drank his drink went outside and she watched him die in an alley. So she knew that it would be it's so, so dark. Like the moment, the moment you're like, 
I think she's going to go to the pub. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. And then like, and like, I think probably like two, three seconds later, like Dan just, uh, his eyes just went, oh, oh shit. And like, just watch it play out. Like, like that's definitely one of my, one of my highlights of this season. And then the, 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 the follow on from that part. Which is how you, how you then rolled out your. Yeah. So we were at the, we were at this warehouse and, um, <laughs> We realised there were loads of guards, so Oshie was going to give it the big and be like uh, a drunk female trying to maybe get attention or just having a good time, you know, late evening, and so she, just to create a distraction. And then as I as Oshie saw the big orc, Gabby thought, "Oh shit, we're going to have to do something here." <laughs> so then, obviously, I, don't, I think I did a slight hand to get it in my mouth without noticing. Not mine. Like, I'm not playing. I'm not really Osha. I need to keep reminding myself. Oh, sometimes I wish I was, though. How good would it be if we were our D&D characters? <laughs> so would be dead twice over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sorry, Rob. Yeah. Thanks, Gabs. Thanks, um, yeah, so then Oshie put the poison in her mouth and kind of coaxed this orc over and snogged him, thus putting the poison in his mouth. But the great thing about your aunties is they're poison resistant completely. So... I, I was kind of researching and like as kind of other stuff was going on, I was like, oh my gosh, I bet she can do this. And then luckily the the D and D gods and Joe let it happen and then the orc fell. So literally the kiss of death. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just insane. Like I, I I've told my party about this and just been like I would oh. never have thought about doing anything <laughs> like this. It's off off the wall. With, with like uh I think it's just Oh, she because I've got to know her and what she yeah, does yeah, and yeah. kind of what she has had to do or chosen to do to help make ends meet for her f- new family, like her chosen family. She's not she's not past mm. like maybe giving the kiss of death, and that just helped. My knowledge of her and the world helped for to make that happen with the support of all. The, and that's, and that's the amazing players I get to play with every week, you know. Well, that's it. Um, like, and again, like it's other things that I've taken as as like, okay, I would never have thought about that. Like, you have to start thinking like sideways into these things to like, you know, do some of the crazy stuff. But that was, and also like we, we these these the rest of the team inspire me with stuff they do constantly. Mm. It's very, it's amazing playing with people who are more knowledgeable and be, like better than you. Because you see people use the mechanics and use their character work and use their backstory and then use the dice rolls and create a situation, whether the dice yeah. rolls in their favour or not. And because it's almost some of it works out and it's so amazing, like the poison, yeah. and some of it doesn't. And even better things happen. That's like, oh, wow, is so and so going to get out of this? What's Tom going to do? What's Faggy going to do? What's Pop's going to do? You know, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely just very inspiring i think the thing that hit me the most with uh with that particular moment though gabs was the fact that up to that point like we were still on commoner stats like we were still we still had nothing in the way of like strength or powers or anything like that Mm. and we were getting bullied the whole time like we didn't we didn't really have (laughs) anything that like we couldn't hold our own against anyone we did we weren't in any danger of of you know really hurting anyone or knocking anyone out or defeating anyone and and so that first moment that that was where the balance seemed to shift of like this is just pure creativity and imagination yeah, yeah, yeah. this is going to supersede the dice rolls i even remember joe going like oh yeah that's that much poison when that's going to 
yeah, he's dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there was no two ways about it. There was no, it was like, I'm immune to poison. I've got loads of poison in my mouth. I've spat a load of poison in someone's yeah. mouth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Genius. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one other thing I'd like to like touch on is the Pups' redemption arc, because again, this is a bit spoily, but at the start of season two, you got absolutely shunned by the street uh, for for stealing from a casket. So yeah, it's quite a quite an interesting kind of like redemption. Like, you know, I remember the, the discussion when you were uh, next to Tunk's body and you were talking to him and kind of like getting this kind of redemption arc on the street and being having you know, being reinforced and being like complimented in your character um in to say actually no you're not you're not this bad person like you'd always come back to the children's home you'd, you'd been bred and you know and look after all the children there i think it was a, a quite an interesting kind of like story arc thing to introduce into the yeah it was a it was a really interesting one because um i think after tunk died well that hit pups like a train because mm. of something that Pops knows and no one else knows currently. Um, and uh, and I think from that moment on, I don't think much changed in terms of values. I think Pops just stopped caring what other people thought. He was trying to fit in and trying to mm. lean into these, you know, these social graces and uh, and and what other what other people think, you know. Yes, pup stole from uh from the uh, from the funeral procession, but that was after he got completely destroyed for no reason by Mar Blade, and so there was an element of like, well, I'm here, I can do this, I can give you a little fuck you as I go, and possibly steal that thing to feed my family for a week. I'm going to do it, and then getting shunned, and then trying to find his place, and having those moments yeah, yeah. of pure frustration and anger in private away from people like trying to be this hero but being treated like this monster um and then it just getting to the point where like do you know what maybe i am a little bit of both of those things um and i'm gonna use that to my advantage because as long as none of these guys none of the rest of the more rats die consequences be damned and it's yeah, it's yeah. really nice. It's really fun to just go into that. Like, I don't care what happens now, as long as these people are safe, I will do anything. So it's it's a Aww. it's a it's a redemption, but it's a but it's also a um, yeah. It's like a, it's like a doubling down of you know we <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, sadly, we all you know led by pups. All three of us threatened Arbor just before he died with a. Uh, with uh, with like if you back if you betray the family, um, and and it, yeah, and it led into that that whole thing with uh, you know when Baggy came back and tried to so good as well, like just just that moment of just kind of like just seeing her face appear in the corner, it was like oh, it's going down. It was so funny as well because I was literally like had the camera. I was obviously there on the on the sky. Yeah, 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 and had to be. Sh- Dumb. I was muted the whole time, and so I, when Oshi was doing her kiss of death, I was literally like losing <laughs> it. Um, and then, yeah, Baggy's big entrance was was really lovely. And actually, it's really interesting because coming back into it after that time off when she was away at magic school and seeing and feeling the difference with Oshi and Pups, there was such a huge shift. 
like there really really was mm. and there was and then suddenly there was all this kind of like mor- these morality issues and there was a bit of tension between pups and baggy and then like everything felt like it changed not just the street because of tunk's death but how it affected the, these characters and it felt so real you know and it, it it does feel real you get completely immersed in it and so yeah it was it was so fantastic so for baggy to have a big entrance i think was great it's the ripples of all everyone's consequences into the world building that's that's quite yeah quite interesting because we're, we're um once we finished our next campaign we're going to be doing a war, <laughs> water deep. baggy's big entrance sounds like a sort oh. of like american buddy movie <laughs> <laughs> oh <glad. laughs> you need to write that, that sounds so good. coming this summer yeah. <laughs> but then that sort of redemption <laughs> and hero and what is hero is what this whole thing's been about i mean seeing seeing pups i mean mm. I, in my mind his redemption arc has not finished and it will not finish until mm. until that deal has been sorted um but it's like each of them have got yeah. had a journey to hero i mean even tunk tunk had it before yeah uh, just before he died you know uh, even with Baggy, we see this real change in Baggy Definitely. now of this somebody who cares about what mm. happens to this city and what happens to the people, their real purpose. I think me and, I mean, Evie, we were talking and we were literally like, out of everyone, Baggy's got the drive. Like everyone else is sort of still finding mm. their way, but Baggy's found her drive and that is protect this city, protect these people. But seeing, um, I mean, I, mean I, I know me and Dan, uh, I kind of beat up pups quite a lot, but it's... It is that thing of seeing Dan deal with that situation and move forward and be become a better monk because that was it. It's also aiming towards monk and going, how do we move from this person? But as yeah, a group, yeah. exactly, and as a group, we were really plan. interested with the idea of monster and what does monster mean uh, and trying to smash down that wall because that's something we all hate about D world is this idea that certain races mm. have certain traits mm. yeah yeah yeah. which is which is a not a statement but it's a commentary on society yeah and, it's and an interesting social commentary because like you, you've said before about uh, i think it's the three black yeah. halflings podcast where they're trying to like break break down the whole you know concept of you know because i'd never really thought about it and as soon as you said about it i'm like oh yeah yeah no like i can see the racial connotations to do with the species within uh, mm. within within D. it's quite a quite an interesting just stuff that i just wouldn't have picked up on so it's a educational it's, it's just i'm such a massive Spot. nerd that i just keep looking to anything D. <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> i want to change the fabric of the world of dungeons and dragons <laughs> move it forward for the better uh, and i think the you know the thing that gets overlooked quite a lot now that we're you know that the the time has passed is everything like that is these guys went through a lot as kids like as mm. kids like all of this all of this stuff happened and there is that element now of like i think i even said it to alphonse at the time it's like i have dealt with worse than you like you you small time gangster yeah, yeah. on a on a on a on a small street in Waterdeep. like you're you are nothing in comparison to what we have dealt with from the age of 10 and there is that element of like traumatic childhood growing up fast like taking on those responsibilities looking out for each other sticking to small groups which makes that like us against the world levels of of strong camaraderie which is yeah which is mm. game changing when it comes into the decision making and the and the role play and that's and that's quite an interesting like character develop, development thing of 
starting as children and then coming back when you're 18 because it, it makes the backstory a little bit easier because you can go well we, we that's how we all met because that's the thing I'm, I'm struggling at the moment with our party is uh how do all these five people know each other and you're trying to yeah. give why are they some why are decent... they together and what's their shared purpose and how does that fit it's together certainly an interesting kind of an angle to it's the hardest bit so if anyone's listening to this who hasn't watched it that gives you kind of an idea of like the scope of what these guys are doing with this campaign like they were kids in the first season and then all this other stuff's happened like that's a lot (laughs) a lot of world building (laughs) i think you have to allow though for parties to gel and take time Mm. yeah and then second to that as well is your idea of your character is never going to be Uh, as it is in your head and you have to adapt because if characters are played as they are on paper where let's say they're a rogue and they're they don't need anyone else but themselves (laughs) and you know they're never never going to be in a party like that's never going to happen so uh, there has to be some sort of adaption there to fuck it they're not going to be this this lone ranger because i'm playing at a session with six yeah yeah (laughs) and also the dice will decide I want Oshie to be the coolest yeah. MF for going, but then she fell in a load of shit the other session. <laughs> like, if it was up to me, that wouldn't happen. But then she we rolled a two, so she's in the shit. That's, I do remember a point years ago, I think when I was in my 20s, where I genuinely had a conversation with a mate about whether I should start making life decisions based on a D20 Amazing. role. Because perhaps it would like make my life easier because I kept making the wrong decisions. And perhaps I should you just like leave it up to face. fate. Two-faced, but with a 20-sided dice. <laughs> Just a more right. nuanced two-face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it allows more mm. scope for decisions. Yeah. <laughs> also an interesting shape, that dice, isn't it, Mark? <laughs> but I, Sacred geometry is everywhere. I think in terms of like, you know, for, for people who are um, who are not so comfortable with the role play side, I think that's why like the personality trait thing on the um on the on the sheet is so is so brilliant because it gives you something to go off. And I know there have been times in our campaigns where I think I think one of Rob's in the Pirates campaign is about um, being addicted to shiny things and like uh, Polly, the wonderfully chaotic character we also had. Um, there was just one bit that was. Um, that there's like, I always smile. And it just became this like maniacal, like Kenku smile, which then led in. But then I must admit a lot of the times we all go, nah, don't roll that. Like, because it's all, but it's limiting, but that it gives you, if you're, if you're not comfortable with role play, it gives you that nice little in. But then as Rob says, if you play it down to the letter, like I'm playing a lizard folk at the moment. And it's like, there's so many things you have to adapt to. Cause otherwise they just, they just kill everyone and walk away. Cause they don't care. And it's like, well, that that's fun <laughs> for five minutes. But what would be more fun is if we it's could fun for the killing spree. Yeah, but but then but then what <laughs> happens? Like it's it'd be more fun if we could make this work for two years. And so you find that nuance, you find the things, the the reasons, the and build flaws. up to them killing everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of like this going on for two years, how many tattoos do you reckon Joe will have by the end of two years? <laughs> 18. No, I don't know. It's going to be fucking covered. It's going to be head to toe, full sleeve, face tattoos. Yeah, a little, a little D4, a little D4 tear. D4 tear is the nerdiest <laughs> and the most gangster so One for every dog. One for every dog. <laughs> I love that. Last week, yeah, you guys got to 40 subs on Twitch, which was Joe's going to get a tattoo now. Have you decided Ooh. what you're getting yet, Joe? Uh, not quite yet. I mean, I think it's going to obviously it needs to be dice related. I think chat should um, decide. Oh, no, no. 
<laughs> Absolutely not. Let the dice decide. <gasps> let the dice. No, let the dice decide. It's quite interesting, but I'm um, only if I could put the, the the right ones together. But yeah. I'm going to be chatting with a few friends of mine and see if they. So, a few friends of mine who are tattoo artists who are streamers as well, and see if we can do a stream of it as nice. well. Would that nice. would be awesome. You've got a bit. You've but got a bit of time as well before you can get a tattoo. So exactly, exactly. It's... But I'm going to keep everyone updated with designs and stuff and make sure. Um, see, unfortunately, but, Gunner yeah, Myth so... ruined it for me because I was like, I was going to wait until like right close in the end of it be like oh no we've got to the end of the month oh maybe ju- oh no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to say he did it during when we had our preview, preview the highlights scene, package it was, like, it was two minutes and long nothing and nothing came on because if we had this new we got a new look box yeah, yeah, ready it's really for cool. it so we had all this cool stuff ready and then it was like during the preview it was like ping 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 it was like oh no and literally the guys were like what's going on joe i was like oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> honestly yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Jay said, "Oh no!" about four times, and then we just saw him holding his face, and it was like he was frozen, but he wasn't. It was genuinely—it <laughs> was quite shocking. So exciting! Amazing. Oh, no. It's going to be great. I think one of the important things to mention about this as well is like, if anyone wants to watch the stream, you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Like, yes. that, like we hit forty tier one subscribers so paying subscribers but you don't have we have a it's free for everyone we stream it on twitch we then put it on our on our social media channels afterwards so people can if they people can catch up mark you catched up you binged about six months worth a couple of a couple of weeks ago and you like you you joined in right on the sabotage bombs thing like and 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 it's it's so incredible that people are choosing to pay for this are choosing to support the stream are, are you know are, are choosing to gift other people subs this this blows my mind is like the the fact that you know we've got p- people who are people who are throwing us free su- you know free paid subs from their amazon prime account people that are um that are buying merch from us people have got merch mark you're wearing merch right now <laughs> like that's like and Such seeing people post, off, post pictures of like you know of, of themselves in it and then but then also the most incredible thing is the gifting like as soon as someone pops on the chat and says hi if they're not <laughs> subscribed someone who's been watching us for weeks will throw them a tier one subscription and then they're and then they stick around and that and that's you guys mm-hmm. like you started that mark and then other uh, you know other um members of our group have started doing it uh, as well and it's it's so incredible it's so beautiful and it's it you know it means that we can do more things with the stream and and yeah. get artwork and tech and everything like that which is great but just to have that level of support to have people tuning in every week like after I guess, less than a year i was gonna say also i phenomenal. guess it's got to be something that you guys probably miss a bit considering what mm. your you know your your day jobs have i would imagine certainly dried up a little bit in the last year i'm retired now. Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just tired that makes it sound cooler <laughs> and like particularly for people who are you know have done immersive performing for a while like you don't get to have that interaction now like, that like, you used to have it's like when we were chatting to liam of like liam's performing to a like cracking jokes to a camera getting no feedback he doesn't know if the jokes are hitting like it's <laughs> like you said he doesn't terrifying. know if he's bombing either which yeah, is yeah. useful it's it, it's i just delivered liam it was a very similar atmosphere in there, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> i i have heard about a cheese grater 
<laughs> yes i used to hide the cheese grater in the house because he was the only one that used it and i used to hide it in cupboards and sometimes deviously in his own room but he'd never look there <laughs> god you sound like so much fun to live with rob honestly i don't live there anymore so clearly not <laughs> but yeah it's uh yeah it's in terms of like the gifting subs and stuff like that i, I think the I'm used to paying for things. So if I'm watching a, watching something online, you know, in terms of, you know, a, a paid stream or something like that, mm. it's the same thing. You're paying for entertainment. Like most of the time, if you're not paying for something, you're the product being sold, be it marketing, for, you know, and stuff like that, Facebook marketing, whatever. It's that kind of thing. Also, like, you know. And if we can, you know, whatever we can do to support people yeah. like you guys who are creating the things that we consume and enjoy yeah. and are getting us through these really crappy, shitty times at the moment, mm. like, if we can, whatever little things that we can do, like record a podcast or give you guys some <laughs> money or give some other people who might not be able to afford to put some money into it, yeah. something, then that's, well, this yeah. This is it is like, you know, doing it, doing a donation or something like that is lovely. But what but what you're doing is you are you're you're gifting us with more audience. You know, you're, you're saying, mm -hmm. hey, this is cool. Stick around. You're introducing either by word of mouth or yeah. by the gifted things. And that that is the thing that's amazing. Like, yes, it's great to create art and be paid for it. That's phenomenal. No one is disputing that. But some of the most incredible moments from this have been when everyone proudly raises up their tunk club emojis when everyone <laughs> yeah, rallies yeah. round our street our street our street oh, like yeah, when you oh, get you can hear it you can you yeah. can actually hear it yeah it's it's the equivalent of having a, a, a it's the closest mm. thing we're probably going to get right now to a live audience and the, mm. the, the the that automatic feedback and that atmosphere that it creates like that's the thing that's special like the watching you guys interact, like seeing seeing people who have never met before and probably would never meet before, now bonding and connecting over things. It's like beautiful. Mark and my mum. Yeah, I was gonna like, say like, like Mama <laughs> Cop. <laughs> Oh, I like, love that your mum watches mom. it so much. <laughs> <laughs> she absolutely loves it. And I, it's just sort of, it's, it is a really lovely community. And it's a reason why we chose Twitch mm. rather than just banging it on YouTube. Of like, Twitch is a place for community. It's a place for chat. It's a yeah, place yeah. To, to get involved. And actually, one of the most help, helpful things people could do is say hi on the chat. It's like one of the best things of just when someone Random pops on and goes hi, and then the whole group goes hi, la, 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 and it's just like, and it's just so lovely to see. I, I get it because I remember when we started the podcast, and I was like, I've got a number in my head. Like, if we get fifty listens on the podcast, like we will be, we'll, we'll, we'll be happy. Like, I think fifty is the number. Mm. You know, probably maybe even less than that. If there's twenty five people, I don't know. And then like in. By the end of May, I think we had like seven thousand listens, mm. and I was like, seven thousand people 000. across the <laughs> oh, world good. because the Nightmine video went up and like shit yeah, as Americans, Americans and stuff. It was really and weird. it was just this kind of like, oh my god, and like and yeah, creating the the Boomtown storyline community in general that kind of Mark in particular and I sort of tagged along his quickly. little coattails um, through <laughs> through the groups and stuff of people playing that story is kind of um been like an amazing sort of creation of community and community spirit thing and hopefully that will continue and I guess that's what we're sort of trying to do with the new direction we're taking this podcast is kind of bring that community into all of these other lovely communities and other things that people can do that we think they'll enjoy so yeah because I think as you've probably heard before on the podcast 
down in Devon, there isn't this immersive theatre stuff. And it's only since like lockdown that I started like looking into it and being like, oh my god, there's loads of really cool shit in London, but it's like <laughs> far away. Uh, and kind of finding all those things. So yeah, we'll definitely be making our way to London at some point. Uh, and one great thing about, I guess, what the forced closure of a lot of things, especially theatre and the entertainment side of things, is the fact of the accessibility now. So mm. yeah, yeah, because we've been forced to stream so much stuff, it means that people all over the world and people that maybe wouldn't be able to travel and people that wouldn't have access in many ways to things have it now. So hopefully stuff isn't so London-centric yeah people have been upgrading their stuff hugely like you know I know Rob you know Rob and Evie have been creating creating incredible music from home you know I was gonna uh, say actually let's just do a little round robin about like what other stuff you guys are doing like obviously we'll mm. come back and give you all the links for for Subtitles DM more rats in a second but yeah what other stuff can guys can our people look out for from you lot if they're interested after this. <laughs> oh, hopefully. <laughs> if they want to. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first then. So yeah, with my another company I run called The Lab Collective, um, we've been working with a research animal research, like looking at animals in medical research in society and sort of looking at kind of the arguments and questions around that. Um, so they work with both anti-vivisection stuff and with other doctors. Um, and essentially we've created a piece which is looking at the ethics and morality thoughts around kind of using animals in research. And we've kind of developed an app which we're kind of working with so that's kind of on its on its way and slowly slowly coming um but that's been really interesting working with like oxford university and like all these different scientists Ooh. and stuff it's been really really fun nice. but yeah um so that's been quite fun so that's what i've been up to really Amazing. i don't think of anything else i've been up to what else am i doing no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much of it's yeah so much of it's been this at the moment hasn't it we know one well last weekend we had the pleasure of watching Gabby's uh one woman show live streamed right into our living room here in Devon <laughs> outside really which was incredible oh, there, there, there was a bit part way through it where I'm like that drippings the blood from <laughs> like she's gone mental like because like no no it's gonna be like water or something and I'm like nah. no I was thinking like that from like torture like in a creepy uh, way okay. water in a creepy <laughs> way not water in a really benign way <laughs> yeah yeah but sorry yeah. I think <laughs> no 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 it's good it's nice that it sparks people's imaginations because when you're so close to something you don't know and as Liam yeah. was saying I did it to um Rob who ran the tech and then the two amazing people who ran the camera system and so I wouldn't know if it was the, the, the light bits were light or the dark bits were dark because there was just a load of empty space in front of me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was an interesting experience. So outside is um, on demand until the 7th of March uh, through the Space Theatre website. And then we kind of have plans to hopefully do it in front of a live audience uh, whenever we can. And I'm also part of a theatre company called Degenerate Fox and we are the um, British limb of the transatlantic company of neo-futurists and we create theatre um, and we perform 30 plays in 60 minutes against the clock and the audience pick what um, order they come in and we do that online so our next shows are next Friday and Saturday for International Women's Day. Wow, that so doesn't sound. Talking about a, keeping a lot pressure. of things in your head. Yeah, that's what to say. Yeah, well, they're all two-minute plays, mm. and yeah, the the audience get a menu of thirty plays, and they get to pick what number comes up through. And we do it through 
uh, we stream it now, so we do it through Facebook. And so they can comment in the chat. And then we just say, oh, 13 and the title of the play. And then we're like, okay, cool. What lines are these? Wow. <laughs> oh my God, amazing. <laughs> click, 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 click. Okay, go. And we do the play. So it's really good. It's wow. really, really good fun. And it's game theatre, like at its finest, because we never know what's going to happen. And we write new plays every mm, week. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's really the tech, cool. The tech is really slick for it as well. They've yeah. Running OBS on there, so as an yeah. audience member, uh, it's amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah that's the thing we do, we've spoken before on here about the the parabolic um, theatre one we did, where we were amazed by the fact that I can't remember when we did it. I think it was like August time, yeah. but like the whole there's web pages, like there's things you can interact with and stuff like that. Is I really enjoyed from the because obviously I'm an IT person, I really enjoyed the technological aspect of it, kind of going out okay, like this this is really cool and how quickly it's happened and like how good it is for how quickly it's happened uh it's really mm, really people impressive. adapting so fast yeah amazing. i appreciate that isn't living in the future great mm. <laughs> like back in 1920 you know what i mean certain yeah. aspects of the future yeah what about you rob I am uh, currently playing around with loop stations um because Ooh. I have a show that I'm writing that I'm thinking about trying to, it's a kind of, it's a story about a man who stole a penguin from Dublin Zoo. Um, <laughs> and it's a real story. I love it already. I met the man. Um, Amazing. But it's all in uh, rhyme and uh, it's called Rasher because that was his name. Um, and yeah, I'm thinking about trying to master uh, a loop station um, to try and do it all, make my own, beats yeah and atmosphere and tone and everything um wow. so this has been the greatest thing about this lockdown for me is that i've gone i don't know how Time to do that to thing learn stuff I'll, like that. I'll figure out how to do that thing so yeah so i've learned how to do like digital art and i did like some the trailers and cinematography for all gab's outside stuff and music and awesome. uh time so yeah we spotted your voice in some of the <laughs> If it was male voice, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, self-funded. We had amazing people like you guys who who gave, you know, donated. So we didn't have enough money for all the voice actors. Oh god. No. I, mean, I mean, he he is yeah. a voice actor. Let's be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so good. Yeah. We we were saying a little while ago we had no idea what your real accent was for a really long time. <laughs> well, I've never met you guys unless in character. Yeah, right. This I'm is it. And then, good. like when you're in, when I first heard you on the stream, I was like, "He's Irish." <laughs> what? That fucker like, is Irish. He's no been idea. Lying to me. <laughs> so I was, the, question, the, the I was questioned at Boomtown though once as I was doing Logan Croker. Um, and someone was like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm from here. And they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they named the, where's Boomtown in? The geographical location of it? Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, you're not from fucking Hampshire. And I was like, uh, yes, I am. Like, <laughs> panic, panic. <laughs> oh, that's good. Dan, what about you? I think we kind of probably touched on it last time, but you've been doing anything else in the last couple of weeks? <laughs> Well, yeah, I've kind of fallen down a bit of a technology hole, like with Ooh. the with the relaunch of of season three. Like it's like much like Rob, it's been a case of like, well, here's some things that I couldn't really do before, or I could do a little bit. Like, let's see if I can let's see if I can push this a little bit further. And like, you know, all of the you know all of the stuff that we create um, on stream and all the trailers and everything like that that's all done remotely like that's we don't mm. meet up there's no camera person like it's all actors doing very upgraded self tapes 
Um, and then I've just started editing and it's, it's actually made me want to do like micro content for people or like product content for people, graphic no. content, like, cause I've always wanted, I've always been interested in things like filmmaking and cinematography, but it's like all the matching and all of the, you know, getting all of the, um, getting all of the Color settings, tones. right. Yeah. yeah like, it's all. Whereas this, where I can make things that are a bit stylized and that are a bit, you know, um, that you can you can work around certain things. You know, I, I'm I'm astonished. Like me and Joe have been going back and forth the last 48 hours with with various things to do with the season three launch. And it is a bit nuts what we've managed to create remotely Exciting. in a very small space of time. And I really can't wait for you guys to see it. I really enjoyed the trailer video with, uh, with all of the kind of like dice and you know it's really good really enjoyed that we'll share that on the yeah thank you man lastly you what else are you doing at the moment uh at the moment i'm currently uploading a butt ton i think is the correct terminology a butt ton of videos varying from comedy to musical theater on my instagram if anyone wants to go and check Amazing. those out uh because I, I what's your instagram it's at evie bethany james that's my Insta. If you fancy, <laughs> she's so good. They named her. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so that's that's really fun. And then, hopefully, I was meant to be uh, directing something for the first ever time. I've never directed anything apart from <laughs> apart from children uh, in various sort of shows in <laughs> educational settings. Um, it can't be harder than that. Well, then, right? yeah. I, I'd actually say that's a lot easier directing like thirty odd children in a show than it is directing three grown adults uh, sometimes <laughs> uh, when they're all clowns and have comedy backgrounds. So yeah, we're and doing Twitter? Clowns of Monte Cristo, an adaption of oh, the novel nice. uh, at the Old Red Lion, which was meant to be happening in January, but obviously for obvious reasons. I mean, we kind of knew it wasn't going to happen, but it's given us a lot of time yeah. to. To play and rehearse and all that kind of stuff so yeah so hopefully that'll be happening in may fingers crossed so yeah that's kind <laughs> of what we're looking at at the moment and bring on may so we can actually hopefully do some more theater and some more things oh, in real so life oh real life even though i think we've all adapted very uh, very well to doing stuff online yeah oh god yeah 100 percent. yeah um in the meantime before we can do stuff in real life obviously everybody needs to go online and check you guys out by the time this comes out season three will have started i don't know who wants to take this joe or dan do you want to tell people we'll obviously reiterate it but where they can watch you how they can do it <laughs> everyone's muted themselves <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all refusing to do it do you want to do it joe no you do it it's fine all right. Where can we Is watch? It, Dan, you? you'll do it or your character's next. Oh, <laughs> shit. All right, I'll do it, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> God, best, best, like, voiceover voice, Rob. Go on. Where can we watch? You can find Sabotage the DM 7 p.m. on Twitch every Monday night. Joining Dan Berman, Joseph Thorpe, Evie James, Gabrielle McPherson and me, Rob Thompson, as we embark on a new adventure, taking ourselves from these small streets of Black Star Lane all the way to the top where the rich folk are. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I really want to do a round of applause. That was, that was... Yeah, that was... <laughs> that was amazing. It was, it was kind of like my life now. It was kind of like David Attenborough trying to hold in a poo. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd watch that. <laughs> oh, no. It was very Has he good. Had his I like that. What? He must have had a vaccine. He's safe. He has. I love it. Gabby's like giving thumbs up, like, don't worry, guys. He has. He's been on Attenborough Um, Watch. So you are Sabotage the DM on Twitch, yes? Sabotage the DM on Twitch, Sabotage the DM on Facebook, Waterdeep Mall Rats on Instagram. Sabotage the DM on YouTube as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's the Twitter, Joe? Sabotage the DM. I know it's. DM, DM sabotage, sabotage? I but I don't use my we Twitter. Use it a lot. <laughs> That's branding. Um, uh, one other thing to point out as well: if you have Twitch Prime, you can subscribe for free and donate that subscription towards these guys. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything, and it benefits them greatly. So do that as well, even if you don't use Twitch. Uh, I'm sure if you get in contact with them, Dan will send you a, a guide on how to go through the process because I know he's made it for someone else. <laughs> I've, I've, oh, you have no idea how many people I've, I do this for every single month. And it's, <laughs> but it's amazing. Like there's so, again, like so many people who are like, oh, I, you're doing a thing. I don't really know what you're doing. And it's, it's not really my kind of thing, but I can give you free money with a couple of clicks. Where yeah. do I sign? Let me like, support your thing. Yeah, which is really lovely. And actually what we found is some people have gone, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And then they start watching and then they start getting involved. Um, yeah, so that's really lovely. And thank you for the plug uh, there, Mark. That is once again, <laughs> you guys, such incredible supporters of all of us. It just, it makes my little heart sing. Thank you so much. I've got nothing Aww. better to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's right. No, he's right. But yeah, thank you guys so, so much for coming to chat to us. Um, yeah. This has been really, really good fun. We all uh, will pay you an exposure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is a one time. I it's mean, good. you laugh. That's literally, <laughs> literally what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the one time that's okay yeah, <laughs> to yeah. give artists exposure. <laughs> oh. oh, on that note. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'm tired of exposing myself. <laughs> I will yeah, never no, thanks, tire. Thanks, thanks for that. I'm, I don't know how that video is still up on YouTube. <laughs> keep putting it up is why <laughs> anyway thank you all so so much for coming um it's been really really lovely to chat to you just thank you for bringing some entertainment into mm. our lockdown three lives how about to finish off we all say really nice things about you guys but Same say time. it over the top yeah. of each other so yeah. then you can like isolate our voices and hear some yeah. very nice yeah. things every so often <laughs> in the edit current how about that Sounds right. like you've done sounds, this before. Sounds like both love. We're gonna do it. Also <laughs> We're gonna do it. Brilliant. One, two, three. So funny and clever. And it's really good. Do you need to get to know you better? Be more and get to know you better. Face to face. Can't wait to have a thing with you guys. Bye. 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 B